Welcome everyone to a new episode of Not Gonna Lie. And before we start today's episode, I just want to give you guys a heads up that today we are going to talk a little bit more about topics like eating disorders as well as some of the struggles that we have with body image. So if this is something that you are currently going through and struggling with, we want to say that we love you. And if this is a season where it's not helpful for you to be consuming content like this or listening to something like this, please feel free to just scroll away or even watch some of our other episodes. We love you. Take care and we'll see you in some other episode as well. Welcome, my name is Natasha and today I have with me two very, very beautiful ladies, Cheryl and Richelle, because today we're having a girls-only episode. But guys, if you want to stay to find out how girls think about things, feel free to stay lah, huh? Okay, so today we want to introduce our two beautiful ladies. Why don't you tell us a bit more about yourselves? Okay, hello, I'm Cheryl. I'm currently a producer-presenter at a non-profit organisation called Hai Hauma. I'm Richelle. Uh, I'm actually a social worker at also a non-profit organisation. Mm. So today we actually got the two of you to join us on our episode about body image, right? Because we know that you two have some of your own personal experiences. So for Cheryl, recently you... Um, came up and share your story on some media publications about how you went through that whole process la, of going through. So we're very happy with whatever <laughs> you've been sharing about your recovery. We're very happy to celebrate that. And today, we would love to hear more about your story as well. Yes. And Richelle, you also had some experiences la, right, with some of the weight loss, um, I guess, journey that you had from a very, very young age. Yeah. And so today, we're excited to hear both your stories. And today we want to talk about body image, right? Because recently I read this article from Rolling Stone and basically it was talking about how Taylor Swift was forced to remove a visual from her new MV because on the scale, it said fat. Like on a weighing scale, la, she looked down and it said fat and it was triggering to some people. And actually beyond that, right? The thing about the article that shocked me the most was that there was this part that said 78% of 17-year-old girls, right, have issues with their body image and in fact, more than 20 million women, right, are clinically diagnosed with an eating disorder throughout their lives. So this is, I, I think when I read these statistics, it was quite shocking to me because that's an incredible amount yeah. of women. And I think this is a very real issue. And coming back to the idea of NGL people, we want to talk about things that are important, that are real, that may not always be talked about in mm. such a manner, but we believe in having a safe space for conversation. So we're going to talk about that today. Okay, so I want to ask the two of you, right? Like, at which point in your life did you start to become body conscious? Uh, I think for me, it would be during secondary school, especially like during Sec 3, that period when mm. K some of the K-pop groups kind of just started. I remember like watching like, you know, Girls' Generation. Yeah, One of their yeah. songs was like, uh, tell me your wish. <laughs> and then, like, tell focus me. on the link. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> then, like, they, I would be, I would be watching like multiple times, and I would ask myself, like, hey, how come their legs so skinny? Ah? Because mm. they will wear like very short mm. shorts, yeah. ma. And then it accentuates their legs a lot, and they're very long and slender legs. So, um, I think uh, subconsciously, I just kept like replaying the videos, mm. like from watching the the performance, their dance, to like, hey, their legs. <laughs> then yeah. I compare their legs with my legs, then like, how come like, not as skinny? Uh? <laughs> I think that was when I became a bit more uh, body conscious. Mm. Were there other things also, like with your friends, the kind of things you all talk about? Uh, I think 
when I compare myself with my friends, that's also one factor because mm. actually I'm quite on the tall side, mm. like as compared to a normal average Singaporean girl height. La. So um, my friends are very petite in size, they're very um, small framed also. I'm also petite. It's a little for short, right? <laughs> like, like petite. La. Okay. And like my parents will always say that I'm very big boned. Uh. So I would think that I'm like a giant and yeah, I'm yeah. like towering over everybody. Mm. So yeah, that was when I compared okay. to people. Right, so sec 3 lah. Yeah, secondary okay. school. Mm. Michelle, what about you? So for me, right, I I actually didn't really struggle with maybe body image when I was younger. You say like primary school. Because I remember like I was wearing crazy outfits. Like I would wear leggings inside of like Bermudas. <laughs> you know, like berms that I still wear like layer with a legging. But I still would wear it very confidently. So it, to me, I thought I was Wow, like, confession, uh, fashion, right? <laughs> then, until uh, I remember, uh, we, it was sec one around that period lah. Then my family like took a family picture, so our parents will like, develop it, right? Yes, yes. And they, so I found it, and then I saw, it, and I was like, wow, what happened to me? You know, is that me? Like, how come my my face and my neck, right? It's like the same line, <laughs> Like, there's no like angle cut in yeah. So I just eat <laughs> or like one line down, you know. So I mean, I saw I was like, wow, something is wrong. You know, I, I think the 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 feeling was very like maybe like a, a bit more like disgusted lah, like oh, what is this? Yeah. So I think it started around that okay. as far as I can remember. Did anybody say anything to you like back then? Oh, my mom lah would make comments, uh and things like, you know, uh I mean, she 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 was saying in Chinese, and I believe a lot of us are in Asian families. Like, you're pang la, so you're very fat, you know, and 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 things like that. So it it also started a bit la from there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So like for both of you, like at which point do you think it started to maybe develop into something more? I think for me, the kind of like the tipping the point where I really wanted to do something about my body. Uh, would be doing like JC. Mm -hmm. Same lah, because I was in a CCA uh, where all girls, you know, mm -hmm. we're in a floorball team, so it's an all girls team, and then we would be having like this kind of conversations like who is fat, I am fat, you, you, I'm not skinny as you, how come you're so skinny? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, conversations, or like what you eat, oh my gosh, I'm eating too much. And then like um, one day, uh, a friend of mine just kind of like made this comment la. Mm. She was like, oh, I, I tried to I tried to vomit, you know, the other day. Mm. And then, uh, it's so difficult, you know. I don't know how people do it. Mm. I only managed to like, you know, um, puke two pieces of meat out. Mm. Then I think that was when I, it kind of like, eh? Mm. Is this a possible way that I can lose yeah. weight? Because I was already struggling with it. Right. So mm. it's just another method for me to try la. And that was when I really started to try it out for myself. Because mm. I, I was like, is it that difficult la? And then, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, or, um, for me, it was very easy. Mm. So I managed to puke quite a lot of things out. Wow. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, actually, like, quite easy, huh? How come that friend say it's difficult? And then I found that it was like, I had instant results. So I mean, of course, like, you don't eat, your body will naturally, like, just become skinnier, mm. ma. And I thought that that was a possible way, la, but... So it's like, when yeah. you eat, you will prepare like in your head, you are going to pick yeah, up that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I will eat to my heart's content and then yeah. I will be like, okay, mm. um, when I go home later, I must faster go home because you know, you, if you if you take oh, too long to go home, down. it will digest yeah, already, yeah, yeah, then yeah, how yeah, you yeah. get it out. Yeah. So yeah, I had to like, 
um, be, I have to like quickly rush home after lunch or after whatever meal and then I would hide in the toilet. I'll just like close and then like, yeah, I'll just puke in the mm. toilet and then, yeah, that was kind of how it kind of started. How long did this go on for? I think on off, it lasted for about six years. On off lah. But I think the peak of the whole bulimic um, behaviour was only after I graduated from uni. Yeah, because I kind of wanted to um, pursue a career in the media industry. And then um, I, I did like, I signed some contract to be with some artist management company, just hoping to seek some direction lah, you know, as to how to get a footing in, in the career. So I know that the media industry demands a lot of like, that physical appearance, right? You have to look a certain way. And then like, there's a, a manager who I kind of looked up to in terms mm. of direction because I really know nothing about the industry. Mm. So, um, seeking his advice on certain things, one day he just came up to me and he just said like, you know, um, uh, uh, Cheryl, you know, it's not that we don't want to um, give you any gigs or events to, to be a part of, but you know, you are just not marketable mm. and your eyes are very small. So when I, I mean I can't do anything with my small eyes, you know. But when I heard it, I just like wow. I mean I can say it now in a very candid yeah, manner, yeah, but yeah. at that point it's of time, been very crushing, la. Yeah, I yeah. was devastated. You know, I was like, oh my gosh. So my desires to pursue a career in that industry are gone because I'm just not marketable, la. You know, this mm. way, this body, or the way I look, is just not gonna make a cut in the industry. Mm. And then that was that. Tipping point that I just boom. It was a full blown like bulimic behavior from that point on. Then what happened? Like eventually, how did you? I mean, cause when you shared your story on that that media yeah. publication, you did say that I think you are now currently in a place where you experience yeah. recovery yes, So like, what yes, brought yes. you to that point? You know, given that it was at this place. Yeah. Okay. So um, because the whole binge purging thing was a very mentally very tiring yeah. process. Like I love food. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want to eat it. Mm -hmm. So there's this like huge conflict in my head where um, I really want to eat but I know that if I eat something, it's going to add somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I would actually plan my binges in a sense that I'll go and buy like two boxes of conflicts. Mm -hmm. And then when my parents, my family, everyone is asleep, right? And then all the lights are off, then I'm just in my room alone, right? I will start opening the boxes of conflicts and then I'll eat. Mm -hmm. So I'm like this rat at home, uh. Just like my back will be facing the door and I'll just like eating and eating and eating. And then whenever I hear like any slight movement, I'll be so scared. Because I scared people, oh, is it my my, my mum, my dad come open the door and then yeah, like yeah. spot me, you know, <laughs> eating there, like <laughs> stopping my face with all the conflicts and all that. So scared, you know, you're living in that that shame and that It's very fear. paranoid, right? Yeah, yeah, very paranoid one. So, I would just, I love conflicts. Like. I don't know why, like. I love conflicts. Like. All the cups, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I would just eat until my heart's content. Mm. Like, I finish the two bottles of conflicts, then I'll think, hmm, what should what I want to next? eat next? Yeah. Then I'll just eat other things. And, but then I'll time myself. Okay, Cheryl, you can only eat within this hour. Mm. Once this hour is up, go to the toilet. Wow. Yeah. And help yeah. for you was seeing a counsellor? Yeah, yeah. So I went yeah. to seek a psychologist. So one question that the psychologist asked me was that, hey, actually when you go and talk to your friends or when you ask your friends like, I mean, okay, sounds like primary school, like, why you friend me? <laughs> you friend me? Is it because of the way I look? Basically, that's what the psychologist asked. So she asked asked. you to ask your friends? She didn't ask me to ask oh. my friends, but she said like, you know, actually what your friends see in yeah. you, 
uh, do they just solely focus on your looks? Like, do they treasure this friendship with you because of your looks? Then I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, I really go and ask my friends, eh. Mm. Yeah. Well, actually, why you friend me? <laughs> Sounds so stupid. Eh? But I just I sincerely ask them all like, hey, how come? Actually, if I don't look like this, I I, I look really old and haggard and like still you know, will you still be my friend? <laughs> then they're like, of course lah. Yeah. What are you talking about? They're like, wow, oh, okay, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it sounds like very like, huh? At that point, like you know, right now, like hearing hearing this, but at that point of time, it kind of brought to me some sort of comfort because I was so focused on the way I look that I really discounted everything else, mm. and I was so afraid of what people would think about me in terms of the way I look. So mm. I needed to hear this from my friends, which seemed very like duh from them, but when to I heard it, like, yeah, to me it's like oh, okay, okay. Yeah, actually that's quite significant eh. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, sometimes we like think so much about certain parts of our body that we don't like. But actually, to be honest, the people closest to us probably don't really think about these things. Or it's not the reason why they like us or they yeah. want to be close to us. And in fact, hearing your story, I feel like I would want to tell my friends who may struggle with some of these things, right? That that's really not how I see them. And it's not even one of the main things that like I see them for lah. Yeah, and, and I'm sure for some of our listeners, you know, like actually if this is something that maybe you struggle with, like the idea of body image, I really want to tell you, I mean, I don't know if I'm your friend, but I really want to tell you that I think you are so much more la, than how you look like on the outside and the people who really love you, right? I'm sure love you for more than who you are on the outside. So if this is something that you're struggling with, I hope Cheryl's story encourages you to hang in there and to know that there can be recovery yeah, actually. Yeah. And we're very, very happy la, to celebrate your recovery. Thank you Thank for you. sharing your story no with us. No you know, so I, I want to ask Richelle, right? Because Cheryl has told us her story. Like just now you shared with us la, about your photo and like that realization, right? Like how did yours actually develop into something more serious? You know? I mean, for girls, we have all different sizes of boobs, right? So <laughs> I was one day just telling my mom, like, wow, like, I really hated how big it is. Yeah. Because I'm not sure for you guys when in secondary school, ours was the button type. So, ah. you know, it's not like a zip or anything. It's just button. So, I, I, I remember like every time maybe I stretch or like I reach for something. Oh no, you know, like can see. And then I realised like, you know, uh, I feel like it's only me that's having that issue because like I feel like my yeah, books yeah, are very big, right? So, I was just telling my mum like, oh, I wish... Uh, 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 my books are smaller. And then she'll be like, you know, people who have small books also like will wish that they had yours. Yeah. So to me, at that point, I think, yeah, maybe it helped a little bit. But it felt like at the end of the day, I was still trying to like compare myself against mm. someone. Mm. Yeah. So I had this experience when, I mean, in secondary school, we uh, have school camps, right? Yeah. So, uh, like girls, we will bunk together. So I remember when we bunk in together, uh, there was only one toilet mm. for the room that I was staying as eight girls. So we had to, you know, pair up and pack up and, and shower. La. So I paired up with one of my very good friends and, and, and then la, and so she was very petite. <laughs> yeah. And at that point we were so tired already. It's like I think 12 midnight. So uh, yeah, just go and bathe. La. You know, yeah. So dirty, someone was actually can just go and bathe. Then I remember, yeah, we 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 bathe la. Then 
she she was looking at me and then she was she look at you when you bathe. Yeah, so weird like someone stare. Because we had to take turn, you know, one shower head, take turn. So we take turn ah. Then after that she looked at me and she, wow. She said, Wow, I wish I I wish uh, you know mine was like yours. Then I look at her, I wish I had yours. So you know, like we were just at, at the shower like comparing <laughs> with each other. Law. Yeah, so I mean if you ask me now, right? I feel like because I'm not sure about your but for me I was brought up with that comparison, you know, keep comparing mm. ourselves. I believe many girls out there do that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it's it's that that comparison that I think kills me, mm. that kills my 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 mentality and my idea of what beauty is, of how I look at my body as well, mm. and how I look at others as well. Mm. Mm. So I remember I was I chanced upon this influencer la who talked about, you know, uh, this slimming pill that she was eating. Mm. And so I was reading, reading, reading. Now that she posted a picture of like uh, herself, which is I mean, very plus size lah, oversized. So, and then after it's like a very skinny, like wow, oh. have the curves and everything. Stomach is very flat. And I was like, I mean, obviously I look at the before, I was like, wow, the same as me. After I was like, oh, I want, I want how she looked like after. Yeah. yeah. And, and then after that, I mean, the solution that she proposed was the pill. Yeah. So, mm. I then used my pocket money or whatever money that I had. Wait, how old were you? One. Wow. Mm. So I use whatever pocket money that I have to buy. How much was the pill? Do you remember? I'm sure, it's not cheap. It's right? not cheap. It's definitely plus? not. No, but below hundred. Yeah. But still, uh, but set one nobody got money. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I remember it's quite pricey. Fifty, about fifty. Wow, that's, wow. Yeah. that's a lot for set one. So it's very, it's a very dodgy packaging, lah. You know, you don't know what what it contains. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So at that point, I just took it, lor, cause I wanted that wow. picture of yeah. that body. Yeah, and and wow, the side effects was bad. Yeah, I remember. Did it work? Did it work? Mm, oh, now that you ask me, what I felt that worked was because every morning, right? Uh, like morning assembly, the so the the pill direction is like take one every morning. Okay. Yeah, so I took one every morning, and then we would go. I would go for assembly, so we would sit down, read our books, whatever, right? Mm. And then at that point, I would feel a very every time I take the pill, and then I said as assembly, my stomach would have a very sharp pain. Oh. So I will, I will always go to the toilet, you know, ask permission, go to the toilet, and then I would poop out everything mm. from what I ate yesterday. Oh. So after I poop out. Uh, I felt a little bit better, but the pain will keep repeating Ouch. every day. Yeah, so there was it. It came to a point where uh, I went to the toilet, school toilet. I saw myself in the mirror after I came out of the toilet. I looked so white. Oh no! Yeah, like as a sad one kid, I was like white, pale, like uh, very very pale. Yeah. My lips like lost color. Oh. I was very tired. Mm. So that it it dawned upon me that like. I'm doing something very bad to my body. Yeah. No one stood there and tell me like, hey, stop taking the pill or, or whatsoever, you know. But my body was just, I just felt like my body was in so much pain. Yeah. yeah. Then I, I hated what I was doing, but then I was also trying a way to come out of it. The mental like comparison of wanting to still want to look like that body that I saw the picture, right? It's still there. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. even though I stopped taking the pill, but the yeah. image that I was gunning for is like, 
oh, when can I, when can I look like that? How can I look like that? So, you know, the pill is not working. So what, what else could I try? You know, that, yeah. that, that whole yeah. cycle. Yeah. Well, I really get that about the mental comparison. I think when I was growing up, like, um, the friends around me, like, they're, they're all generally quite small, but they're also quite self-conscious ones. So I remember, like, even in, like, sec 1, sec 2, my friends will skip recess or, like, will tell me that they feel fat. And then to me, they, they really are not big. Because to me, I, I see myself as bigger ma. because, like, my hips very big, right? Then, like, I always thought that I was bigger, but they will, like, yeah. ask me whether I find them fat and stuff like that. Um, and I think, okay, that was when I was younger, like, growing up, always feeling like I'm a bit... Uh, more bottom heavy mm -hmm. than most of my friends. Um, which back then made me feel a little bit like I'm bigger. But actually now when I look at my old photos, right, I was so skinny eh. Like, then I look at me, like, uh, how did I think back then that that was like big? It's things like that that, that irritate me sometimes even as an adult. Um, and I mean, while all these stories are from our youth and our growing up, I'm sure some of it actually also spills into your adulthood lah, you know. So, I guess for, for two of you, right, like, in your adulthood, what are some things that actually, you know, you find yourself still struggling with or, or thinking about lah when it comes to body image? I think um, one thing is, I really wanted to also stop hating myself when I look, my, look at myself in the mirror yeah. yeah, I mean... It's a big one, yeah. Uh, yeah, because, okay, my room is, is designed such that, you know, the moment where I wake up, right, the first thing I see is the <laughs> mirror. <laughs> is the mirror. Then, wow, you imagine every day waking then up. Then the hair pong pong. Ah, you're like your most sway, you know, wake up uh, bed hair state, right? Then you're like, wow. What happened? So, so sien, like, yeah, you look so horrible. I mean, like, yeah. So, I think just um, having that change in mentality, mm. la, and then wanting to um, invest in things that really matter, I guess, because I was mm. investing a lot of time and effort in the way I look. But if I know that at the end of the day, right, this body is going to, you know, be old and, you know, it's just going to like kind of fade away and all that, right? Then is it really worth, so, worth my obsession uh, in investing in it? Yeah. Or should I actually spend more time to, you know, build up my character? Yeah, it's, not, it's not mutually exclusive, right? Mm. Like building, I guess building who you are on the inside and also wanting to look good. Like, mm. is it necessarily a bad thing? to want to look nice on the outside. Mm. I think that it's normal to want to look nice. I mean, yeah. today we dress up for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, we were just saying that we were both yeah. in the toilet just now doing our Actually, makeup. Actually, you're quite funny, right? Yeah, they're like, girls. You said outside not important, but then actually the blusher, yeah, lipstick. And, and I think that there is healthy levels of Van vanity, right? Yeah. There's healthy levels of it where we want to present ourselves, we want to uh, impress others also. Okay, ask you a question. Uh. Mm, yeah. Do you think that it's possible to want to look good just for yourself and not for other people? Yeah, I, I think actually I find myself that there are some days that I will just want to dress up. Like, um, feel good la, feel about good yourself, la. right? Yeah, but then yeah. there's also that I, I feel good, then you know, if people see, then okay, la, nice. La. I mean, they don't have to say anything, but like just having people like just like, oh yeah, hey, dress up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My, cause I hardly wear dress on. Then I, the moment I just feel like dressing up morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, why, Cheryl, why you dress so nice? Ah? Going where? I cannot just dress nice, nice. Yeah. But okay, thank you lah. Thank mm. you for taking note lah. But so it's just still that, you know, having people to just like, hey, yeah. Like, you wear that dress next week, It's something week. different. Once a week. Uh, no lah, then that one, okay, enough. 
<laughs> I buy you new dress. <laughs> okay, yeah. I have to admit it's true because there are some days, right, where I work from home, then I look at myself in the mirror, oh, I really look so bad. Yeah. It's like, I look so bad. And then I consider like, maybe I should like put some makeup and yeah. wear nice nice and work from home, right? Then I'm like, but today got no Zoom meeting. <laughs> I wear so nice, I put my makeup, then I do what? I go to the kitchen and fry broccoli. <laughs> For what? Yeah. You know, so, okay lah. I take mm. back my question. I think yeah. we do care about yeah. what people think. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I asked that question because just now we were talking about how like, um, it's okay to care, just don't get too obsessive. But at the same time, we feel like maybe it's very hard to, to ever not care at all. So, where is that in between? And what does like that healthy consideration of like, our appearances look like without getting too obsessive? I I think there's a lot of internal like work that I've done, but it, it always started out, it start it started with awareness and being honest with myself. Like this is what I'm struggling, that I'm actually very unhappy with my body. Mm. And I had to start there because if I didn't even know that I was, you know, the the whole idea of comparison and and what I was putting my body through, right? I would have went down that slippery slope. Mm. Uh. I don't know what else I would have done. Uh. Yeah. But I think it's that um that place where I acknowledge that I didn't want to continue to stay yeah. there. And yeah. I think that we are worth more than yeah. really like what Cheryl said, right? More than our skin, more than this vessel, I think that we are contained in. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think personally for me it would be an indication of how I react when people say or make a comment about the way I look. I think that is when, when the, the, the true test comes, you know, when you are faced head-on with a situation like that. So, um, at a point of time, at, uh, previously when I was still kind of moving out of that recovery phase already, when I was a bit better, and there was this uncle in my block, suddenly out of nowhere just say, Hey, uncle, you look like you put on weight. Ah. Then I... Okay, thank you very much, Uncle. <laughs> then, of course, I have to be polite. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't want to say, right? Yes, no, what's your answer, yeah. right? But then I left the that conversation, right? Like, very angry. Like, I, I caught myself, like, I caught myself mm. being very angry. Like, what does Uncle say about me? Yeah, Am I really yeah. fat? Then I go and look in the mirror, like, hey, I stare at myself a few times. And then that was when I realized that, hey, actually, I was still very caught up with that comparison with that thing. So, um, and moving on subsequently, right, when people make comments, whether I look like I lost weight or whether I look like I gained weight, right, I realise that if I don't, if I'm not too delighted, right, mm. at the comment of, hey, Cheryl, you look like you lost weight. Right? Then I don't, in the, internally, I don't go like, yes, I don't do that, right. Mm. Then I know that, hey, actually, Whatever it's okay. Like yeah, whatever you say is bad. okay. Yeah, yeah, good or bad, it won't mm. shake me. It's like, if you say I gain weight, I'm like, okay. If you say I lose weight, I'm so okay. Mm. Then that to me is an indication of me that I am in a better place. I'm in a good place. Mm. Yeah, so I think that is something that I catch myself. Mm. Be it whatever type of comments, which side of the comments. Yeah. So it's a bit like the, the kind of power we give other people to yeah. kind of affect the way we see ourselves. Yeah. Because I think as yeah. much as you want to shut people's mouths sometimes. You just cannot. Mm. Yeah, and you cannot 
um, stop what they think about you as well. So mm. I think like what Rachel said um, about that internal work, yeah. that you can only like really control the things that you can control yeah. and to work on the things that you can con- you can work on. Mm. Was that part of your recovery process? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So um, uh, as I mentioned previously, that um, one of the tipping point was when the manager made those remarks ma, about how I was not marketable mm. and my eyes were small. Mm. So I realised that actually, you know, um, so I spoke to, cause, so apart from like getting help um, from a psychologist, I actually spoke to my um, spiritual parents. Uh, so they are like kind of like mentors and people that I look up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so they actually helped me to kind of find the root issue of this whole body image struggle. So one mm-hmm. of it, besides the K-pop um, um, mm-hmm. kind of a image and all that, it was also the authority and the weight of, the weight I gave to the words of the manager. I mean, to be very honest, I don't really know him very well and he doesn't know me very well. But even then, because at that point in time, I saw him as that um, that guiding light to a career that I wanted to pursue. Mm. So I gave him a lot of authority mm. in determining how I really was in order to make a mark in the career. Mm. So I gave him too much authority mm. la, that it affected me. Yeah. And then I had to learn how to kind of release that I had to learn how to say that, you know, within myself and say that, hey, actually, um, I don't really know this person very well. Mm. So, um, I don't need to care too much about what he says or to be too affected by it. Mm. And to slowly just say that, okay, so his words actually don't really matter. So, if it doesn't matter, it doesn't really matter, am I really not marketable? Are my eyes really that small? Mm. But to be honest, my eyes are small, (laughs) but it's fine. (laughs) I'm very happy with my small eyes. But yeah, so just to say that, like, hey, um, I can really disregard la, mm. you know, whatever this person say. If not, you want to give weight to yeah. all the people that make any comments about you, it's going to be That's shaky way, ground. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah, weigh yeah. so much on you. It's yeah. going to pull you down la, so mm. much. Yeah, yeah. So that was part of my uh, recovery journey mm. as well. Mm. I feel like this one, I, I resonate with it because for myself, like, my husband's in the media industry, right? And so, obviously, there are very good-looking girls there with like mm. beautiful bodies and stuff. And I look at myself, I know that I am not like drop-dead gorgeous, that kind of level mm. of like beautiful and what lah. And I think there are times where if I don't, I guess, discipline my mind, um, it's quite easy to to wonder about like, well, actually like sometimes when he act with these people or when he goes to um, like, you know, will, will he slowly find me, like, actually not attractive? Because, like, wow, you go on set, right? Then all these people, so pretty, so me. Then you come home, right? I work from home. Mm. So, like, I fry broccoli. Yeah, without any, without eyebrows. And, like, <laughs> wearing my FBT and all my old school t-shirts, you know? So, like, I have this image. And then, like, like, wow, last time my friend, like, drove past, like, my house, as in like the house that I was living in with my parents-in-law, right? Then my mother-in-law likes to dress up at home. Then he say, right, wow, I look into the house, your mother-in-law look younger than you. Excuse me, who asked you to drive past my house and say this kind of things? But yeah, he'll say like, wow, your mother-in-law wear very nice, then you look like you just wake up at 6pm. <laughs> so, but I know that I'm like that at home, la. I just can't really be bothered. So like, I think when I think about my husband being in the media industry, um, on average day, I don't think about it, but it's stuff like when maybe uh, we go for certain events together mm. where I know there are going to be like other female celebrities, right? Then I feel like, am I presentable? Like, mm. do I look like very plain? Or, mm. or do I... Even things like, like, okay, am I like... Is my body like, you know, am I fit enough? And like, mm. stuff like that. But I think it's it's remembering lor, that that we don't just want to be defined by comparison alone because actually... 
especially I feel with industries like the media industry, right? Like, like it is part of their job to yeah. look beautiful. Yeah. And it is part of their job mm. to look a certain way. And not everybody looks that way. And it's okay. Mm. You know, like I think learning to see that we are a lot more than what we are on the outside, right? And spending time to cultivate who we are on the inside, which actually is something that my husband tells me a lot. Mm. Like sometimes when I have some of these thoughts, then he will tell me things like, hey, actually, like, that's not... Like, he's very realistic. Like, I mean, he doesn't tell me that, like, wow, you like Angelina Jolie, like, you are the goddess of my life. <laughs> like, please. Like, he never tell me this kind of thing. But, like, he, he will very realistically tell me that, like, that's not why I yeah. chose you or like you in the first yeah. place. In fact, that is not even, like, the most important thing to me. And what's more important is who you are on the inside, which is who I, I admire and I, I fell in love with. Mm. So I think these are things that really helped me to so remember. Sweet. Like, I, I find that telling myself that I'm pretty or I'm beautiful doesn't really take away that feeling that I'm not. You know? Mm. Like for me at least, like, it, doesn't, it doesn't remove that negative feeling. At most, it kind of pushes it down or it distracts me. But it doesn't really exchange that feeling for something else. I think... Um, what has helped me though is if I choose um, to focus on other things beyond my physical beauty. It's not that these things are not important to me. I think I still make an effort sometimes to work out or yeah. to even like dress up yeah. um, myself, right? But I think knowing that that is not the most important thing yeah. and choosing instead to focus on things like my character. For example, focusing on things like I want to be somebody who is kind. Mm. I want to be somebody who listens well mm, to people. Nice. I want to be somebody who... Uh, is growing in my yeah. relationship with my family mm. and learning to build that with them even as my parents get older and I get older. You know, things like that. Like choosing who I want to be on the inside and recognising that I want to invest my time, my brain space, mm. the thoughts that I, in a, in a sense, obsess over, think about a lot, right? I want to focus on some of these things rather than just how can I make sure that I'm more beautiful or, or more pretty on the outside? How can I make sure that I'm more slender, mm. I am more slim. I think disciplining my mind in terms of watching what I dwell on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think, I mean, you're right to say that because I feel like in every season, right, there's always something new to pick on yeah, yeah, about yeah, our yeah. bodies. Yeah. And right. I think it's finding an anchor that, you know, that... Takes you through all yeah, of it. Yeah, the mental anchor yeah, that, that takes you through that season. For me, I yeah. think, I mean, I... I when I read this uh, verse in the Bible, it really mm. speaks to me about, you know, how God defines beauty. Mm. And God, you know, defines beauty as, it, it says like in the verse that beauty is, doesn't come from the outward adornment of like your hairstyle, you know, mm. elaborate jewellery right? or yeah. what you wear. Yeah. But it comes from, you know, the unfading beauty of a quiet and gentle spirit. Mm. Yeah, and I think, I mean, quiet, they don't literally mean, you know, you just shut up and then you sit there and then you are pretty. You know, it's not like that idea of beauty but I do think it's uh, that internal um, peace that you have with yeah. God and yourself mm. that you accept yourself and the way your body looks like, you know, for, for what the good as well of what it brings, you know. Yeah. And I think we accept ourselves not just because we can accept lah, but you know that God loves you yeah. and God like looks at you and says that you are beautiful yeah. and we accept that because He accepts it. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. I, I guess as we come to the end of our episode, right, what are some like practical things that you want to leave our listeners with? I guess because mm. when it comes to this idea of body image, we're all on a journey yeah. and so I don't think that we need to feel 
very like anxious about having to get to a certain point or feel like like well how come I'm still struggling with this I think we all take our own unique journeys in this whole thing but as we're on that journey right what are some things that might help I think it it will be helpful I mean we are all girls here and (laughs) probably the audience watching today are girls mostly girls Mm -hmm. and I think it's so important that I mean we have girlfriends in our lives as well that we hang around we know what they're up to I, I do think it's it's always good to, I mean, check in with them. I mean, how, how they are feeling, uh, how they're doing these days. And mm. if we have ever, I mean, if we have something good to say, I hope it's not just about their, how they look. Mm. Or, eh, you go and extend eyelash, like, you know, <laughs> eh, you bought on this new dress. I hope that's not all that we say about our friends, but how they maybe perhaps overcome certain struggles at work. Mm. Or like, you know, when, when they are, being put in such a difficult situation but they don't allow that situation to overwhelm them or they, you know, just handled a difficult situation so well, so wise and so calm, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I think these are things that we need to uh, place more value on. Tell our friends that, you know. I feel this is so good because I feel like unknowingly actually that's what my friends have been doing for me and that's why I was able to not just focus on this. Like, I have a friend who is very sweet. She will like really text me a like, like, okay, for example, the previous episode I shared about friendship breakup, then I cried until like, eh. Then my friend, like, after watching the episode, actually, because she knows, like, what's been going on, right? She sent me a very, very long text eh, to kind of share, like, like, what she sees in me and, like, who she thinks I, I am, how she's very proud of me. I was so touched, eh, because I felt like, like, there was an affirmation of who I am beyond just, like, wow, your hair today very shiny, very nice, you know, things like that. So, yeah, exactly. And I feel like you're a great friend for wanting to do that for your friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's really good. I will do that more for my friends. What about you? Uh, I think one thing I realised that as I was struggling, I kept myself isolated. So which is like, you know, um, adding on to what you shared, is to really, if you are struggling um, with, you know, body image, like, no matter how, you know, you try to dismiss it, or you think, ah, it's nothing, it's so small, you know, why am I struggling over it? But Mm. still, I I hope that you will choose to share it with someone. Yeah, like at least one person. To Mm. just have someone journey with you on this because it can get very lonely mm-hmm. and then you don't really know what to do and you just need someone to be able to kind of yeah. receive your emotions or receive however you are feeling you just need mm-hmm. and you just need a listening ear mm-hmm. yeah so i think it's helpful and it's really good to have a friend to journey with you mm-hmm. uh, and i think on your own um, it really is to show yourself more grace uh, and more patience because um, for me when i was recovering i really did not know when this recovery will end mm. or when I would I can really walk out and you know come and share today yeah. yeah you know I really didn't know I didn't I really couldn't see an end to it but with each day um I mean with the good and bad days I still chose to hang on to it and to say mm. okay it's okay if today you know uh, these thoughts slip in um I will I will I will try, I will kind of like make the decision to want to fight these thoughts through mm. again another day. Mm. A new day is a new opportunity for me to, you know, wrestle mm. through these thoughts powerfully and mm. to choose to say that, hey, I don't want to let these thoughts have a hold on me. I want to choose a better outcome for myself. Yeah. I want to work towards that. And, yeah. and each new day gives me that opportunity. So um, however many months, weeks or years that you might t- take, right, I just hope that you will really give yourself patience uh, and just celebrate um, wow. every single small step towards, you know, um, being able yeah. to 
be free from this image struggle mm. body image That's struggle. so good yeah. And I think I've said this many times but I think we are very glad la, that you can <laughs> sit here today and share your story. Yeah, yeah and I feel like both your stories actually would give our audience who are in your shoes or who were go- who are going through the same thing as you went through, right? A lot of hope. Mm. Because I think like what you described, sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it can feel sometimes very hopeless. Mm. Or like the light at the end of the tunnel is nowhere in sight. Mm. So I hope that if you tuned in all the way to this point, right, that you're encouraged by their stories and we hope you really know that there is light at the end yeah. of the tunnel and it is possible to walk out of it and to come into recovery. Mm. So thank you for joining us for our episode today. I really enjoyed it. I hope we have more Girl Talks because yes. it was so fun and thank so you for nice. Having us. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. sharing your stories. And for everybody else, right, we are so happy that you joined us for this entire episode. Thank you for tuning in. And as we come to the episode, right, you can feel free to subscribe to our channel, to follow us on ngl.people on Instagram and TikTok, as well as share this with anybody that you think would enjoy this episode and benefit from it. So until next time, we will see you again. Bye! Bye! Bye.